It's time to sit back, relax, and listen to Change Your Attitude, Change Your Life. Change Your Attitude, Change Your Life will inspire, motivate, and empower you. Live your best life now. Listen, learn, think, and decide. Change Your Attitude, Change Your Life. And now, here's your host, Joan Herman. Welcome to Change Your Attitude, Change Your Life. I'm Joan Herman. Thanks for tuning in. Change Your Attitude, Change Your Life brings you interviews with some of the most inspirational and influential people in the world. It's our goal to educate and empower you so you can live your best life now. Thank you for taking time for yourself and thank you for letting us be a part of your life. We have another great show for you today. Imagine running your own business that generates seven figures in revenue. Does this sound like a fantasy or like something that you could achieve? A trend in employment today is the million-dollar one-person business. Joining me today to discuss how one person can accomplish this task is Elaine Pofelt, a writer for Forbes.com. In her book, The Million-Dollar One-Person Business, Elaine explains how to identify, launch, and grow a business to generate one million in revenue. Elaine was a senior editor at Fortune Small Business Magazine, and her work has been published in Money, Fortune, Inc., and Good Housekeeping, among others. Welcome, Elaine. Thanks for joining us. Thank you, Joan. It's great to be here. So, Elaine, more and more people today, and many people that I know, are leaving their full-time jobs and starting their own company. Do you believe that now is a good time for a person to follow his or her dream and run their own business? This is the best time in history, Joan, for someone to run their own business. The reason being that technology has made it so accessible for people and made it possible to scale our revenues beyond what was ever possible for one-person businesses before. Now, when we talk about $1 million in revenue, I mean, that's a dream for so many people. Are we talking annually, total sales? What is the breakdown of that? We're talking annually. Um, the Census Bureau statistics for 2015, there were over 35,000 non-employer firms. Those are firms that have no employees but the owners, mostly solo entrepreneurs, but sometimes they're partners like a husband and wife team, two friends that start a business. And these folks were bringing in between $1 million and $2.49 million in annual revenue. So that's an annual figure. That is not what they take home because they have expenses, they have to pay taxes like everybody else. So mm -hmm. realistically, someone in a business that's bringing in that type of revenue, based on my research in the book, would be bringing home about $200,000 to $400,000 in annual income. Elaine, are there particular industries that these types of businesses succeed in? There are, Joan. I identified six that are the most accessible to the average person. Um, the top one is e-commerce. It's gotten easier than ever to build a high-revenue e-commerce business thanks to platforms like Amazon. Another area that's really exciting is manufacturing. In the old days, you needed a whole factory full of people to be a manufacturer. Now you can use sites like Makers Row to connect with outsourced resources or use a co-packer to pack up your food so that it's um, health safety compliant and be a one-person manufacturing business from your home. And I encountered a number of people in the food industry doing that. Um, the third one is informational content creation. So we see more people who have an expertise creating online courses, webinars, sometimes eBooks. 
things like that where they turn their knowledge into a product. Mm -hmm. Um, Number four is professional services. This is more obvious. This is somebody like an attorney who goes out on his own or her own, an accountant. Somebody in a highly compensated field could get to one million if they price their services right, deliver the right types of results, etc. There's personal services firms, so I'm coming across more people who are in fields like fitness coaching, nutritional um, coaching, that sort of thing, who are building million-dollar one-person businesses. And finally, real estate, which is a fun one, and it's something that can be done as an adjunct to other types of careers. There is one entrepreneur in the book, Corey Binsfield, who is a skateboarder in his 50s. He calls it skateboarding for dollars, and he, he lives in Duluth, Minnesota. He um, skateboards around his community looking for duplexes and small residential properties to buy, and then he rents them out. And over a number of years, he amassed 116 of these properties by reinvesting his profits. So now that has turned into a million-dollar one-person business. Elaine, up until nine years ago, I had always worked for someone else. And nine years ago, I became an entrepreneur. I started the company that now produces this show and publishes our magazine. And, And I actually have two companies now. And to get to that point, there are so many challenges that one must overcome. And what would you say are some of the greatest challenges that face entrepreneurs today? And the second part to that is, what personal characteristics do these people need to have to overcome them? Is there a commonality among successful entrepreneurs? Joan, it's funny, you and I have a similar career path. I went freelance about 10 years ago, and I think both of us are well aware of what the challenges are Mm -hmm. through our own experience. So it's a great question. The number one challenge is really the startup capital. That's the number one thing people write to me about as a journalist. I would like to start a business, but do you know of any government grant programs that will give me the money to get started? You really have to figure out how to come up with the money on your own. There's really not that many people that are going to give you money to start a business. So that's the number one challenge. Fortunately, it's very doable. You can save money for a couple of years while you're working in a traditional job. If you have a spouse or life partner who earns an income, you can cut back on your living expenses and live on one salary. Sometimes people will take on a part-time job to come up with funding while they're working in a full-time job. It depends on your energy level, your other outside commitments. Um, You could tap into some savings that you've acquired if you have savings. So that's number one. Um, I think the other challenge is really that our society doesn't have a lot of support systems in place for freelancers. So healthcare, for instance, is very, very expensive if you have to buy it on your own. It can be as much as a mortgage in some cases. It depends on your age, whether you have children, et cetera. But it's a big item that you have to pay for if you don't get it through a partner or spouse. So that's a big issue. Um, If work dries up, you don't get unemployment. Like your neighbor next door who might work the same number of hours and pay taxes into the same tax system, you're on your own, so you need to build your own cushion. You also have to cushion yourself against unsteady cash flow. So you you could be making a six-figure income over the course of the year, but maybe none of it comes in over the summer when your business is slow. So you have to plan for that. And many of us have not developed those skills because we live in a society designed around the W-2 job, which was more of an industrial era way of working. So you, you have to get very smart about how you manage your money and probably live below your means, which is not easy in our society with all the commercials with new cars and things mm-hmm. like that. So mm-hmm. that brings us to our um, traits and qualities that will enable you to succeed. The number one is commitment. It's hard to do this. So 
you have to really be certain you want to. There are a lot of people that say to me, I would love to go freelance. Tell me about your day. You know, how do you do it? And I know they'll never do it because you, you have to get up every day and work on it. And they, they think it's going to be easy. And if you think it would be easy, <laughs> you're going you're gonna to be disappointed. You have to right. put yourself out there. If you're used to having worked for a big corporate entity, when you're calling up as just Elaine Pofeld instead of calling up as Time Inc., it's a little bit different. And, <laughs> and you have to get used to that. And not everybody can, honestly. So there are things like that. Discipline is also important. I noticed there were a number of people in the book who had an athletic background and I thought, wow, that's awesome because that type of discipline gives you the stick to to come back to your computer on a day when things aren't going so well. You know, you, you keep on working at it even if you're not closing sales that day and hope that tomorrow is going to be a better day. So you, you need that also, that commitment and discipline. Elaine, can you share one of your strategies to help someone achieve the $1 million in revenue? Absolutely. One of the common threads I found among the more than 30 entrepreneurs in the book was that they were very inclined to use automation in their business. These folks were not web developers. They were average professional people. But what they did was look for ways to not waste time on inefficient things so that they could focus on the big picture. I think as as small business owners, we tend to get lost in the weeds. We're do-it-yourselfers, and we have to be in the beginning because we don't have the cash flow to support a lot of outside help. But there is a limit to that, and if you're spending all your time entering data into your QuickBooks or you're emailing back and forth relentlessly to set up appointments, you're going to waste the whole day and get nothing big done. So they'll use things like scheduling apps to set up an appointment. Um, I happen to use Schedule Once. There's another one called Calendly that a lot of people like. And there's a whole bunch of other competing products like that, but they enable you to send a link to your public schedule to someone who would like to make an appointment with you, and they can just select the time that works for them instead of the seven emails back and forth that, that might happen. So that if you find enough apps like that, you can free up seven hours of time a week. That's a whole day that you can devote to big picture activities, your business plan, your marketing plan, meeting with enterprise clients who are likely to do a lot of business with you and get out of the weeds and enjoy your life more. You can also spend that time doing something that helps to renew you personally because if you're sitting at your laptop 24-7, you don't have enough distance to think bigger about the business. You might go to yoga that day or do something like that that gives you a little distance so you come back fresh and rejuvenated and can really think creatively about the business. So Elaine, when, when someone follows your strategies and they achieve this million-dollar company, how does that person know if they should sell it? Is there ever a sign or a signal that says this company is now ready to be sold and you can move on to something else? Usually a business can be sold when it has the right processes in place for someone else to take it over. There, there was one entrepreneur in the book, Dan Fagella, who started a business called Science of Skill. He's a martial arts aficionado. He, um, he, he won some minor fame on the internet because he, he's a, um, I, I don't know what weight class he'd be, but a smaller guy who beat a much larger competitor in a fight that was on video. And it drew a lot of people into his site. He built it up selling martial arts accessories and then went into to you know, personal self-defense and home safety and that sort of thing. He got it to a million dollars in revenue on his own using some contractors as help. And then when he had trained them in all the procedures he had and documented those procedures, he knew other people could do what he did. 
and he positioned it for sale. Before he sold it, he brought on a full-time employee and a part-time employee to prove to potential buyers that you didn't have to be a martial arts champion to run this business. You, anybody could run it who was good at running a business. And he sold it for $1.1 million. He had, he had basically set it up so that someone else could easily step in. So that's one sign. But for, for many individuals, they'd like to run the business for a long time. And the signal they should sell it is when they start losing interest. Maybe they just don't want to answer another call about martial arts equipment. <laughs> you know, they like to move on in their life. That can be a sign to sell it. Or if you feel like you've taken it as far as it can go and you'd like to move on to something else. But it's very personal. These are very individualized businesses because they are one person or a partnership. So it's personal to the owner in most cases. The book is The Million Dollar One Person Business, Make Great Money, Work the Way You Like, Have the Life You Want. Elaine, if our listeners would like to get more information about you and your work, where can they go? They can go to themilliondollaronepersonbusiness.com. The words are spelled out. There are no numbers in that title, themilliondollaronepersonbusiness.com. Elaine, in our final moments, leave our listeners with a tip to get started. The most important tip to get started is to take the first step. Devote an hour today or tomorrow to researching your business idea, to researching how to put up your website. Whatever the first step is needed in your business, commit to doing it because it's easy to have ideas, but if you don't act on them, they will go nowhere. And by exploring your idea, you'll get a sense of whether this is something you really want to do and gain the momentum to move forward. Elaine, thank you so much for being here with us and for sharing strategies that can help us create and grow a successful business. As an entrepreneur, I can tell you I dream about being that one-person million-dollar business, so I'm sure many other people do as well. And your book gives us a roadmap to achieve that goal, so thank you. Thank you so much, Joan. It was great to be here. This is Change Your Attitude, Change Your Life. Stay with us. We'll be right back. How much can the right foods do for you? A lot more than weight control. The right foods can increase your energy, improve your outlook, and strengthen your body's natural defenses. What foods can do all that? Primo Health Solutions will show you using metabolic typing. This remarkable program lets your body tell you what it needs to work best. Call them today at 347-903-7030. That's 347-903-7030. Or go to PrimoHealthSolutions.com. Using metabolic typing, Primo Health Solutions will let your body work best. Hi, this is Joan Herman, host of Change Your Attitude, Change Your Life. Did you know that Change Your Attitude, Change Your Life has a free monthly digital magazine that can be read online or emailed to your inbox? Every month, nationally recognized leaders in their field provide information to educate, inspire, and motivate you. We believe in a holistic approach to life, incorporating mind, body, and spirit. Check out a copy of Change Your Attitude, Change Your Life 24-7. Visit CYACYL.com. And be sure to tell your friends. Does your marketing connect with your audience? Hi, I'm Suzanne Tregenza Moore, business coach, online marketing strategist, and creator of the Socialize, Mesmerize, Monetize system. I work with entrepreneurs and small business owners to convert more prospects into sales. Usually, as entrepreneurs and marketers, we're willing to sell to anyone who is willing to buy from us. Our bottom line is that in order to stay in business, we must make money. However, this doesn't mean our marketing can be developed to reach all people. In fact, 
fact, history and experience shows that when we market with very specific customers in mind, we are more successful. And when we generalize, our marketing falls flat. The best marketing connects with an audience on an emotional level. In order to do that, first you need to understand your target market and what their desires, needs, and concerns are. Successful companies usually develop an avatar of their ideal client. They know what makes them tick, who they are, and what other products or services they buy. Most importantly, they understand ideal clients' concerns and how their offerings relieve them. If your marketing isn't connecting, it's time to develop your ideal client avatar. Interested in more advice about marketing to your ideal client? Connect with me at SuzanneTMore.com. Are you spinning your wheels? When it comes to your career, are you burning rubber but not gaining traction? Hi, I'm Amy Blumberg, an executive and leadership coach, but many of my clients call me the dot connector. If you're what I describe as a striver, someone who's new to business, ready to conquer the world, looking for that big promotion, but unfortunately not taken seriously, if you want to get from where you are to where you want to be, but can't connect the dots, here are three strategies for my nine building dots program. One, start by identifying what's getting in your way and why you haven't achieved your professional goals. Pinpoint which obstacles or barriers to your success and what resources you need to remove them. Two, maximize your potential with active listening and ongoing leadership education. Partnering with a mentor or attending classes will enhance your skills. And three, improve leadership effectiveness with consistent team building and collaboration. Working with others and tapping into their expertise adds value to overall team success. I can help connect the dots because I've been a striver too. With one-on-one thoughtful direction, I'll be dedicated to helping you make the right strategic decisions to vault you from frustration and doubt to unlimited possibilities and construct an easily executable plan to build the momentum you're longing for. So let's connect on Spin Yourself. For more details and contact information, go to amyblumbercoaching.com. At Amy Blumber Coaching, I connect people and possibilities. to your health. Joining me is Dr. Andrew Weil, a world-renowned leader and pioneer in the field of integrative medicine. He's the author or co-author of several best-selling books. Welcome, Dr. Weil. Thank you so much for joining us today. My pleasure. Doctor, your work has literally saved countless lives. You're a pioneer in integrative medicine. In your opinion, what has happened in medicine from the days of our grandparents who used mustard packs and home remedies and the doctors who looked at the whole person to where we've been in recent years? Well, you know, I think we've uh, lost confidence in the body's own natural ability to heal itself. We've become increasingly reliant on expensive technology. And especially we've come to think that drugs are the only legitimate way of treating illness. And the rise in the use of drugs, both prescription drugs and over-the-counter, I find very alarming. And, you know, Doctor, so much of how we live our lives today is, is making us sick, and there's no question about that. And one of the biggest factors that many people don't pay attention to is, is what we put in our mouths. So it's so much different today than when I was a girl. I mean, I remember going out to eat was actually a treat, and it wasn't yep. the norm. And, and now we've reversed it, where a home-cooked meal is a treat. Why is the majority of meals being fast food takeout such a bad idea? You know, most people today are not eating real food. They're eating industrialized food-like substances. 
you know, highly manipulated processed refined food, and this is really what's causing us lots of problems. Uh, this kind of food gives us the wrong kinds of fats, the wrong kinds of carbohydrates, and not enough of the protective elements that are found in fruits, vegetables, herbs, and spices. You know, as you say, same for me. When I was growing up, our family always sat down to at least two meals a day that were cooked from scratch, and eating out was an occasional thing. We didn't eat much packaged food. Uh, that has changed drastically. And when I talk to people about why they don't make food themselves, the usual answer that I get is they don't have time or they don't know how. What would you say are some of the most beneficial herbs that we should be incorporating into our diet and why? Well, I, you know, I have developed an anti-inflammatory diet. I think this is the healthiest way to eat because containing inappropriate inflammation is your best overall strategy for good health and longevity. And two of the most powerful natural anti-inflammatory agents are ginger and turmeric. Uh, we're familiar with ginger. We're less so with turmeric, the yellow spice that's in yellow mustard and curry powder. I th I'm also a big fan of garlic. Cinnamon lowers blood sugar. Uh, red pepper, chili peppers stimulate circulation and metabolism. Actually, most herbs and spices contain unusual compounds that are protective of our health. The minute I start to feel like something's coming on, I begin to eat raw garlic. <laughs> Good. <laughs> that is an old home remedy. Garlic is actually a very powerful, natural antibiotic. It kills uh, bacteria, fungi, viruses, also lowers blood pressure somewhat, lowers cholesterol. It's a very good overall tonic and raw is best. So you want to add garlic near the end of cooking, use it raw on salad dressings. And here's another simple tip. The chemical in, in garlic that's responsible for these beneficial effects is called allicin and it forms on exposure to air. So you want to crush garlic put it through a garlic press and let it sit for 10 minutes for the allicin to form before you add it to food. If you wait that amount of time and then add it to food you're cooking, the allicin will be stable. Now, you just mentioned inflammation being a problem today, and you wrote a book called Healthy Aging. We've all been doing a tremendous amount of damage to our bodies, so is it too late for us to reverse the damage that we've done? No, it's never too late, and at any point in your life that you begin to make changes that support the body's healing functions, you reap those benefits. So if you stop doing the things that are producing damage, you start doing the things that are helpful, immediately you get benefit from that. Doctor, thank you so much for being here. As Dr. Mark Hyman said when he was a guest on the show, it really is time for us to start to visit the pharmacy, F-A-R-M, instead of the pharmacy, uh -huh. P-H-A-R-M. So thank you so much for being here. You're very welcome. We'll be right back. Are you finding you're repeating those same dating patterns over and over again, attracting the wrong partner and accepting bad behavior? Hi, I'm Julianne Cantarella, matchmaker, dating coach, and owner of New Jersey's Matchmaker. I work with singles in the tri-state area, helping them to totally transform their love lives by taking the mystery and confusion out of dating so they can create the relationship they desire and deserve. After working with singles for over 13 years as a matchmaker, dating coach, and relationship expert, I have found that unless you have awareness, you'll continue to repeat those same patterns. So how can you gain awareness? It starts with the understanding that your beliefs, assumption, and expectation influence your choices and their outcome. Take responsibility for your actions, choices, and behavior, even if you've developed those patterns because they were modeled for you as a child. Once you identify your behavioral patterns and habits, you can make adjustments to change the negative ones. What does all this mean? Well, if you know it's not working for you, it's time to make the necessary changes to break the cycle. 
By changing your thoughts, you can change your feelings, then effectively change your past negative patterns. Are you interested in learning more ways to totally transform your love life and create the relationship you desire and deserve? Then connect with me, Julianne Cantarella, at NewJersey'sMatchmaker.com. Nature is amazing. There is an abundant supply of beneficial ingredients in nature, and when you combine that with science, you get the best of both worlds for your skin. A basic skincare regime with topically applied and nature-supplied ingredients can have wonderful results. Here are some examples. First, for cleansers, meadow foam seed oil will hydrate and soften the skin. Mugwort, licorice, and algae extracts soothe and comfort delicate skin. Extracts of lemon, geranium, and fennel help clarify the skin and balance oil. Great toners can include strawberry extract to help refine the complexion, camphor to cool and freshen the complexion, or fennel fruit extract to help purify the skin and balance oils. Some natural creams may include shea butter, evening primrose oil, and macadamia nut oil to increase moisturization and soften the skin. Chamomile can also soothe the skin. If you would like some help navigating through the natural skincare products that are available to you, please contact me, Joanne Ferrari, your nationally recognized leader in anti-aging at 908-581-9254 or on my website, totalwellness.nsproducts.com. Do you know what the key is to being productive? We are busier in our lives today than ever before. We think technology has streamlined many tasks, but instead we are given more tools that give us more and more to do with less time to do it. Hi, I'm Miriam Belov, the Keep Calm Mentor, best-selling author, and Reiki Master Healer. As a pioneering expert in mind-body-spirit work, my mission is to bring you more health, peace, and success. And that special key that you can use to succeed as you wish is focus. Being focused means you are making progress towards what is most important to you. You feel a greater sense of productivity and fulfillment. We need to practice focus, for we really do not learn it in school and our society is very fast-paced and distracting. We often find ourselves chasing the newest trend rather than staying centered. I've put together a simple regime to help you focus and concentrate your mind. Allow me to invite you to visit my website, wellnessagenda.com. You'll learn tips and strategies on gaining and keeping your focus so you can be productive in everything you do. Shine on. We all want to live a happy, productive life, but sometimes we just need a little help. Our Coach On Call experts provide strategies to help you live your best life now. Joining me today is Fern Weiss, a parenting coach and educator who works with parents of teens and young adults that are going through difficult situations, including addiction recovery. She's here today to discuss the best way to pay a compliment. Welcome, Fern. Thanks for joining us. I'm happy to be here, Joan. So, Fern, I don't know about you, but most of us are horrible at accepting compliments. Why do you believe that's the case? Well, I think 
that we are feeling that there's an ulterior motive that the other person has. And we can come up with all sorts of reasons why what they're saying isn't true. Fern, is it a good idea to continually offer compliments to our children? No. Compliments have their place, but if you do it too often, the kids tend to see right through that. And the thing is, they really do sense what's driving us to say these things about them. So there's an art to paying a compliment in the way it can be heard and received. If it's done in a very generic way, like you're a really good friend, you're a great basketball player, well, your kid can come back and say, you didn't see me the other day when I got into it with my friend, or you didn't see me at practice when I was messing up on the court and I couldn't catch a pass to save my life. The best way to to offer the compliment is to focus in on the quality that you see in your child, the characteristic that you see. So rather than saying, you did really great on the court, you're a fantastic player, you tell them, I saw you passing the ball more often. You were really a good team player. And that's where the self-esteem grows because when you point out those inner qualities, he can draw on those again. Thank you for joining us. I hope you found the show informative. At Change Your Attitude, Change Your Life, we believe that knowledge is power. Take what you've learned, apply it, and live your best life now. Remember that the information provided are the opinions of our guests and should never replace the advice of a professional who knows your personal situation. If you'd like more information, visit our website, cyacyl.com. While on the site, listen to past shows on demand, read our digital magazine, take part in the book club, check out our team, and be sure to follow the show on social media. Until next time, this is Joan Herman. Thanks for tuning in.